Today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we actually have our first guest, so give a warm Gaming Gig welcome to Zach and Elizabeth from Classic Co-op. Cool. Well, thanks for having us, first of all, and uh, tell them about our channel. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> all right, so Zach here is a gaming expert, and he has a channel, and I met him, and he has great ideas for videos, and so... What we do is we play all the co-op games we love and record it, all our footage and then write scripts together. And then we try to create grouping videos. So top 10 of a group of something or a genre or topic and play through everything in that genre. Um, so it's basically his vision, but <laughs> I'm there because co-op. <laughs> <laughs> right. You guys have a website too, right? Yeah. The website is, I started that probably like seven years ago. And the idea is there's other websites like Cooptimus, which is a great resource, but they're kind of lacking with the retro gaming aspect. So the goal is I wanted to compile a list where I'm actually going through playing all these games, testing them out and verifying that they're co-op. And um, I want it just to be like a comprehensive database of uh, co-op gaming. So if you're like experimenting with some emulators or something and you have a list of ROMs, you're like, what should I play with my friend? Let's go here. Oh, okay. We got Game Boy. We got NES, 3DO, Atari Jaguar. These are the games. And then I'm also working on capturing footage for all of these games. That's what she's helping me with. And we're doing videos about them. But I want to be able to demonstrate uh, <laughs> when someone clicks on it, they could see a video of a game, just gameplay footage as well. But I just wanted to, there's like a lack of information out there for those games specifically. Like there's inaccurate information that I see a lot of the time. So I'm just trying to put it all together. And it's mostly just for myself. So when I'm playing games, I can reference it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts about your channel is that you're so thorough with the retro games. I mean, I, I maybe not from a co-op perspective, but I, I've always loved retro games, specifically handheld retro games. But um, yeah, I just think that's awesome that you're going all the way back. Yeah, that was kind of the origin of the channel. Wanted to focus on that, but there's also just a lot of new games coming out that I love that I want to cover. But as you see, uh, when you're playing modern co-op games there's kind of a lack of local co-op in the uh like triple a area of gaming so a lot of the games we play that are new are retro inspired they're all like 8-bit 16-bit looking type of games anyway so across the board we're kind of playing just a lot of retro games or retro style games but that's not uh We'll play anything that's local co-op. That's the focus. With such a, a broad range of experience with these local co-op games, what makes a good co-op game? What do you look for? We were just talking about this, so you you tell them. Okay, so <laughs> what we do is we categorize co-op games in three categories. The first category is like the, se the second player is an assist character. So those are games where, you know, you might have a small role as a second player, but you're not in equal position. Um, and usually you're invincible or something and you just float around behind scenes. Um, and then the second category we call like the battle co-op 
beat em ups, uh, you're doing Hyrule Warriors, you know, you're you're on a mission together side by side. You have uh, the same general skills. You might have unique skills to each player, but you're on a mission. One of you can die or like get out of the game for a bit. You jump back in, the other person can keep going without you. And then the third category is like actual cooperation. So there's puzzles that require both of you to stand on switches or, you know, swing across. Like it takes two. Um, what are other big cooperative games? A way out. Basically the games that that yeah. team made. I think all three of those types of co-op can be done effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even an assist. Like I think... Okay, uh, like Bowser's Fury, I think is a terrible one. <laughs> yeah, that terrible. one was one that we tried. Me and Catherine tried, and it was like we tried it in a few minutes, and we were like, "This is the w- it's awful. It's like almost unplayably <laughs> yeah. bad." I yeah, I played that second player, and I was just <laughs> yeah. we beat the whole thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, yes, yeah. we worked so." And I was like, "This is a game for our kids to play with us." Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, Randy and I have talked about how like certain co op games are are like you said, they seem geared towards like a kid playing with you so they can't mess you up or you know throw the controller to a little brother who's being a pest you know like um (laughs) and i I was curious because you mentioned bowser's fury i was curious what you guys thought about odyssey's co-op mode because i'm actually just started a playthrough of that with my girlfriend um we haven't played it together she hasn't played it but i played through the whole game co-op with my brother when it came out and i actually really enjoyed it i thought that would have been my example like an assist co-op mode that's actually good, I think. Where, I agree, uh, yeah. Um, Cappy is, like, actually a very important part. He can fight the enemies, he can collect things, he can be used as, like, a a spring to bounce up. Like, he's very involved in the whole experience, and he can't die, but... So it's not still not equal, but I think it's still a much more enjoyable assist mode than Bowser's Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but then there's also like the uh, most like retro games. That's kind of like the side by side co-op where you have the same goal, but you're not necessarily working together. You can you can uh, come up with your own strategies, but it's not like required to move forward. And those are great. Like I think of like Contra or any old beat em up or um, like pretty much any old school co-op game you could think of. That's how it is. And then there's but then there's the ones like it takes two where you have to work together. And that's like the best experience if you if it's built from the ground up to be a co-op game. Right. Yeah, and there's so that, few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And did you guys idea, beat Contra? Uh <laughs> not without cheat codes. <laughs> I was uh, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> uh, no. I've never been able to. That's not a game I'm very good at, but I love it. It's brutal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So I realized as we're, as we're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say like, um, in that idea of what makes a good co-op game, you know, all three of those categories can be good. Um, I think preferences are different for everyone. For me, you know, there are times I do love like Hyrule warrior battle, whatever it's called. So when you are doing that battle side by side in that game or the cooperative games, but I definitely prefer cooperative uh, real co-op experience each person is required to be there it, especially for me because even though I've gamed a lot my whole life I'm still sometimes depends on the game but I'm not as good as Zach and so I hate it when he's like <laughs> way ahead of me or you know what I mean so if we have to do stuff together I'm like 
yeah, I have a strong role here too. I love that experience. We have to, you know, I'm required to be here too. I feel like really part of it. I that so those are my favorite, but I think everyone has different preferences for their category. I, I kind of want to talk about like what brought you guys to co-op, like to focus so much on co-op gaming in the first place and what makes co-op gaming such a different experience than playing a game by yourself or solo. Uh, well, for me, I just grew up Sega Genesis. That was my very first console when I was a kid. So I have a sister who's two years younger than me. And the first games we had were Double Dragon and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And uh, I loved Sonic 2. It's still one of my favorite games, but the co-op in that is not great for a second player. So Tails, he just gets left in the dust and is almost it's almost unplayable until you get to a boss fight. So um, I just remember thinking when I was a kid, the two of us, we'd be like, all right, we got to find a game. I didn't know the term co-op. <laughs> so I was like, we got to find a game. We're playing at the same time together and we're on the screen at the same time together and we're not getting split apart. So then we just started like renting games, trying to find anything. We'd look at the back of the box and it, on Genesis specifically, it'd say one to two players. And then we'd be like looking at the little thumbnails. Do you think we work together on this? Um, I don't know. Let's try it. So we just rent a ton of games. And that just kind of built my obsession. Just basically, I wanted to have games that I could play with my sister. And then I have a younger brother. Same thing. So basically from then, when I was like early teenager, I started experimenting with like emulators and ROMs. So then I'd have access to like literally every game ever. <laughs> and I'm just compiling lists over and over of the co-op games that I want to play. So it was just like an early obsession for me wanting to, I've always compiled these lists. That's, that's like the beginning of my website, basically back then, just working on putting these lists together, Googling stuff and uh, just testing the games out, renting them from Blockbuster or whatever. And then for me, like I have a similar story. Um, I have a brother who's two years younger than me. And so we grew up with NES and playing Mario all the time. And my parents would have like their college students over. So I'd, you know, play NES as three-year-old uh, Mario with them. And so my brother and I growing up, we were always playing video games, all co-op, um, any sort of uh, co-op game we could get our hands on, we had. And then... You know, I didn't compile any lists. <laughs> I just played the games. <laughs> uh, so it's just a part of my life since I was really, really small. And I love gaming just as an experience with the people I love. That's awesome. That is awesome. So you guys have a lot of experience with, you know, you've played so many different co-op games. And I'm, I'm wondering if you've noticed a, like, a trend in how co-op gaming has evolved and like, you know, how it's changed around. And is there a, a big difference between like retro co-op games versus modern co-op games? You know, how do they compare and how are they different? Um, do you have anything? Yeah, I want to talk about one aspect and then obviously I don't know as much about retro games as Zach does. So that's his area. But I will say one thing we love about the evolution of co-op games into the modern age is the games we love the most are the ones that tell stories, especially personal stories, maybe of, you know, loss or struggle or, you know, dealing with cancer. We're playing 
a game about that now. Um, and it just, and it might even be a non-human story like uh, Hyrule Warriors. I bring this up a lot. I obviously love that game, but it's a story. Um, and I think that's one thing that modern games are great at. They're, they're telling more of a story through the game that you're experiencing in real time compared to retro games. But uh, there are some struggles that modern games have that retro games do really well, which you would know about. Yeah. I mean, I think with um, the de- the decrease with co-op gaming, I think really started in the fifth generation of video game consoles, which was PS1, Sega Saturn, and Nintendo 64. And that's because I was making the transition from 2D to 3D. And it's just like, once things got to 3D, even single player games, it took forever for them to figure out how to use a camera effectively is just so clunky for a long time. But just thinking about adding co-op into that, it's just, I don't think they knew how to do it. So you just saw a lot less co-op games starting at that point. And then we would see more split screen games eventually, but uh, those early 3D games, there was just like a big decrease, I think, where uh, like the hardware wasn't really strong enough to support split screen in a lot of those games without taking a huge hit with the frame rate. So, uh, like, from what I've heard, like, Mario 64 was supposed to be a co-op game uh, originally, where you could be Mario and Luigi. Yeah. What? Yeah. And I I heard that it was... I don't know if they were going to try to make it split screen or something, but they basically scrapped the idea just because hardware limitations. So, uh, I feel like that's the big change. And then... Still to this day, you don't see a lot of, especially like um, local co-op games that are 3D and co-op. It's they exist, but it's like very few and far between. Especially if it's like a big AAA game, you have like Gears of War, those games, and then it takes two. Yeah, but uh, they really took a. Uh, they moved over to like online and then still even just online co-op really were mostly like competitive. It seems these days. So there's a yeah. very few difference. like actual cooperative. There are just like competitive multiplayers is what it really is, which is mm-hmm. I, that's something I didn't write down here, but I'm interested in your thoughts on, do you make a distinction between like a multiplayer game and a co-op game when you're kind of, looking into this stuff and compiling your list and things? Uh, yeah, I try to... The games that we play, I want them to be specifically cooperative where we're on the same team. Um, but, I mean, I enjoy competitive games as well, but um, I try to specifically only talk about the games where you're, the intended gameplay is you working together or being on the same team with the same goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I also uh, wanted to touch on something that Elizabeth said. Uh, you said that you felt like modern games versus retro games did a better job of telling a story, which for the most part, I completely agree with. And that, that made me think of like some of these new games made by these indie developers that you guys were talking about that are eight bit or 16 bit inspired and how they, I feel like are bringing that in 
to the retro yeah. style. And I don't and like some games that came to mind, and I don't know if they have co-op modes, but The Messenger and Celeste uh, came yeah. to mind immediately because they tell great stories and they're clearly right. retro inspired. Yeah, and that is a thing uh, with modern co-op, uh, not just co-op, but modern gaming in general. You just see a lot more depth, I think, with emotional depth and storytelling and more. Um, they're just like a deeper form of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And they might have social commentary. They might, you know, be specifically trying to represent a group of people and telling their story compared to like, you know, the retro games, which are also great, but it's like fun. Mickey Mouse, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the story's like, you know, tucked away in the manual somewhere, you know, there's not. a yes. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. man. But there, um, there are, like you said, those type of games, we're actually doing a video that's supposed to be, we're almost done capturing footage for it, but it's supposed to be, the topic is art games. So that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways, but our interpretation of an art game is basically like a game told with like kind of a cryptic story and an emotional core. Um, Very little dialogue. Yeah. Usually lots of music or a specific choice for no music, like silence. Yes. Um, so we're thinking of like Shadow of the Colossus and Eco and Journey and uh, Inside, those type of games. So but co-op versions. So yeah. we're trying to find co-op games that are art games. And that's that's the next video we're working on. That's, and all of them, for the most part, have like a good emotional core to them. They're, they talk about some deeper issues, topics, and um, there's just a lot more depth. So that's been a fun project, just looking for those type of games they're that are co-op. They're our favorite games. Yeah. <laughs> we love them the most. So Danny, you want to get this next question? Yeah. So um, I, I feel like I may have an idea how you're going to respond to this, but I, won't, I certainly won't steal your, your thunder here. Um, but we're curious about, you know, do you think co-op gaming is getting better or do you think it's getting worse? Or I suppose, do you think it's stagnated, but... Who wants to give that answer? That's a boring answer. <laughs> I think, um, I think in some ways it's definitely it's getting better in the way that we just described. There's more. First of all, there's way more developers. There's way more ways to p- mm-hmm. put a game out. Yeah. So we have access to games that we never would have had access to before with Steam and uh, all the other platforms, basically. Nintendo Switch has so many indie games. Basically, people can put their indie games out on multiple platforms now. So, um, I don't know if it's better. Like or, game mechanics? Yeah, I think I think the games that do come out are more thoughtful, and they are figuring out new ways to make co-op interesting. It's just the co-op games that are out there, there's plenty of them. You just got to dig deeper for them, and it's harder to find them. Uh in the, like the mainstream gaming area, it's definitely worse. That's just objectively true, I think, <laughs> other than Nintendo. Nintendo is still consistently putting out co-op games, local co-op. It's just mm-hmm. like there's no one else in the AAA area that is really focusing on local co-op at all. If they do, it's kind of like a one-off. Speaking of, we kind of just gotten into this, but we're talking about like, uh, like right now we say in the Switch and Nintendo has a lot of these, these co-op games. Um, is there any console that you think is like 
the best for co-op gaming? Like, uh, say someone wanted to get into co-op gaming, where should they invest their you know time and money? Yeah, I say Switch. Nintendo Switch is the best to start with. Like, if you're just starting, I mean, um, in my adult life, that's the only console I've had. Once Switch came out, that's what I got, and um, that served me well until I met this guy and had someone to play games with. Um, so I think that they've done the best uh, with Switch. You can travel with it, play co-op. You can, you know, connect online and whatever through it. It's great and accessible, accessible for everyone. Yeah. I think Switch and, I mean, saying Steam is kind of a cheat because <laughs> that's everything basically, but uh, um, for sure those. Um, but I think the specifically like nes sega genesis and super nintendo i think those mm -hmm. are like the golden era of co-op gaming just is so much easier i think for them to make like a side scrolling game and then just be like all right yeah let's add another guy in there now you can play two player <laughs> so it's it less thoughtful but it was it was just more common back then and then obviously with arcade games as well so i think those are my go to for co-op that's what i love those that era as well as even sega saturn and playstation one um even though they're making the transition to 3d there's a lot of great 2d games that were less popular that were co-op that i think some of those like hold up really well that it was just like 32-bit 2d games are some of the most beautiful games you'll ever see they they just they really fine-tuned the pixel art at that point some of them so the next so, question we had um and, and you may not even be able to, to to narrow this down i mean it'd be like asking you to pick one of your babies but uh we're curious uh maybe you have a favorite baby i don't know uh we were we're curious what uh your favorite co-op game you played this year so far is or even in the past 12 months who cares let's get let's get crazy yeah <laughs> like as far as co-op games that actually came out this year, we've only played like a few. a few. Do you know what they are? Kirby, the Kirby, of course. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the Kamikaze Veggies, that really small indie game. Yeah, that's an interesting game. It's worth checking out. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think there's only new games like 2022 games we've played so far. But what's our favorite games that we've been playing? just in general? Like, I mean, It Takes Two. Yeah. That's, I think, at this point, It Takes Two is like the gold standard <laughs> for co-op at this point. I don't think anything is better than that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was so happy when it won Game of the Year. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's exciting to see. <laughs> that's yeah. what makes me optimistic because exactly. that game got a lot of attention. So I'm hoping people will catch on and be like, yeah, we should probably do more of that. Mm-hmm. So... I think, and that was what we talked about back when it when um, we were covering it on our on our channel. We were talking about how um, excited we were because it won Game of the Year. It's like hopefully this encourages more people to make these dedicated, you know, from you know ground up co op games that are meant to be yeah. played in co op. Yes, even with better stories, like stronger stories and different art styles, it would be really cool to see more of those i mean that's what we want <laughs> uh what are some other games that are your favorite that we played um we play this game called arise and it's a 
a co-op game where one one of you is playing this old man guy and the other person is playing nature like moving nature um, around him and uh, I love this game because of the story and the art style so it's a very like, 3d art style but the story that they're telling is kind of his life story with him and his partner and the, how they meet each other but the the meat of the story is um, their experience with child loss as a couple and um, you know, they're expecting a child and the, the baby dies and um, then they go through this process of grief. And it's just such a beautifully done story because they give you the experience of grief of losing a child in such a powerful way, just with nature, with this, as he's traveling through, there's like these shadow versions of himself that appear all around and he has to uh, maneuver to the light to make his way on the path and um, is a really emotional story and you know I've experienced miscarriage and so for me I just it was an emotionally healing game I was crying the whole game and um, the style and the art and just the storytelling there's no dialogue whatsoever just beautiful music beautiful scenes um, powerful scenes and yeah that's a my favorite game that I've played this year I just think about it all the time because the story was so powerful and so well done just a small game yeah I love those games that just stick with you and you just like keep talking about it after you're done and you keep thinking about it yeah that's when you know it's yeah and, and you don't run across many games that do that I can no. only think of a handful of games that I've played in my entire life that have done that like once yeah. I finished I just kept you know, running it through my head. And it was just like so powerful. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the only one I can really think of immediately is, is like the last of us series, you know, that, yeah, that stuck with me to, I mean, I want to replay it like, like right now <laughs> and I just, yeah. I can't, or I won't play anything else. I can't just keep be replaying the last of us. <laughs> yeah. The last of us too. Yeah. Like I felt depressed for probably like two weeks after I beat that game. Oh depressed yeah. In the best way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to ruin anything in, in case somebody happens to see this and has not played that game. So I'm not going to say any spoilers, but there's a big thing that happens early on and we all know what it is. And I played that right before I went over to Randy's house to leave to go play a gig. And I like, I walked in oh his God. living room. Yeah. I oh walked no. in, his, I walked in and he was like, what's that man? And I was like, "Ugh, nothing. You know, I was just like visibly upset. He was like, dude, you shouldn't have played that before we went to play this gig. And I was like, how was I supposed to know, Randy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just ruined the gig. Just ruined oh, yeah. Couldn't play, couldn't play a note. <laughs> it's time to be upbeat. All right, go. <laughs> yeah. We did three hours of straight blues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You had the blues. <laughs> so, um... I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the next segment of the podcast here. Where we, we did a poll on our channel and uh, we asked, you know, kind of our, our subscribers, which, or actually, I guess anyone who participates in the polls, I don't know if it's subscribers or not. Subscribe, but, people. Uh, and they said, and the question was, have you played a local slash couch co-op game this year? Um, and the results I thought <laughs> were just like, this happens occasionally where yeah. like the world is in perfect <clears throat> balance. And it was exactly 50-50 yes and no. So um, 
Half the people that voted in the poll said, yes, they have played a local uh, co-op game this year. And half the people said no. So that's so interesting. You know, only, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and we have a, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're only dealing with our audience in terms of things, but they're generally our audience are gamers. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that only about half of gamers are uh, playing co-op games, you know, or have in the past year or this year. Actually, it was this year. So we're, we're not even halfway through the year. So they've mm-hmm. still got time. <clears throat> but that's the that's the that's the thing that's um, it's tricky, like as an adult person mm-hmm. to find people <laughs> yeah. to play games with in the same room, unless you have a partner or kids. It's just that I understand why online gaming is more popular but it's not like when you were kids and you had yeah, siblings, siblings to play with so the siblings were you're bored and what do you do video games all day every day yeah when you're kids yes and i'm, I'm sure if the question had been have you played an online multiplayer game like it would have been like overwhelmingly yeah. yes yeah it'd have been like 99 and exactly yeah yeah i yeah that's why i feel so lucky to have a partner that wants to play video games with me it's so nice you're welcome like every week we play video games and i wouldn't be able to do this channel at all without her because i literally need a partner so (laughs) having like a uh i've been wanting to do this for so long and um i just for a long time didn't have anyone that i could work with consistently because uh it's like hang out with my friends every few weeks or something and then can't really accomplish much there no, and, and we kind of talk, briefly talked about this earlier when we were talking about like the co-op experience versus the solo experience. But there, there is just something about sharing a game with someone else um, that is just it it <clears throat> fulfills you in a in a way that's very different than traditional just playing video games. You know, it's it's very different. Yep, and also, um, I mean, just. I think it's good for a relationship if you're if you're both on the same page and want to play games together so you don't have you know one guy that's just playing video games by himself ignoring their spouse all the time. We don't have that problem because we just play video games together. So Yeah, you know, oh, 100%. That is awesome. Like that's um that's something that you know, I think is a probably a very common thing that comes up in relationships. Or if you have, if one of you is not into video games and the other one's like really into video games, it's going to seem like that per, the person who's into it is like obsessed and that's all they care about. But once you start sharing the experience, then it's, uh, it's not a, you know, it's not a problem anymore. Now it's just fun. Everyone's yeah. just, you know, it's like when you sit and, uh, you know, watch a TV show together, it's the same sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And thinking back to when we were kids and we were on N64 playing, you know, obviously it's a different grouping of co-op, but Mario Kart or the Mario Party. Like for me, Mario Kart and Mario Party as a kid, just like having my brothers or, you know, my brother and our neighbor friends all hanging out playing four-player games or two-player games or whatever. It just like, that's the best experience for video games. It's so fun and so nostalgic you know we all have been playing video games since we were so little and that's why nintendo is very smart because they are tapping into that nostalgia from the beginning and they want to you know stay in that realm where they have our our group playing experience going for all of us and yeah it's just of course playing solo 
video games is great too. Obviously, I've been doing that for many, many years, 10 plus years, my whole adult life, but um, co-op is just next level, more enjoyable. It's funny you mentioning those, you know, Nintendo obviously hits that nostalgia harder than anybody. And, you know, you mentioned the Mario Party and the Mario Kart, and um, obviously I played those to death, but Really, for me, what I, you know, still to this day, am completely hopelessly addicted to is Super Smash Brothers, which is maybe not as co-op, because while maybe some people have fond memories of working together, you know, to make it through the level, (laughs) I have fond memories of just, like, trying to make my friends cry, you know, just like... Destroying my brother. Beating him down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I still do it as often as they'll let me to this day. (laughs) that's awesome that's a sign of a true friendship right (laughs) well daniel you want to move into the the comments on this poll yeah so uh, we got us a long time commenter here heather cook and uh, she mentioned something that i um was very glad to see get mentioned she said last month my brother visited for a week we played a bunch of the halo games split screen uh the night we played through the entire reach campaign together in one go was so much fun we didn't care that we were up till 3 a.m and if you haven't played Halo split screen until 3 a.m., have you really lived? <laughs> exactly. What are, what are y'all thoughts? Um, my wife and I played uh, not too long ago, probably in the past six months or so. We played Halo 1 and 2 in co-op. Um, and I was wondering y'all's thoughts. If you had played through any of the Halo stuff in co-op, and what'd you think about it? We haven't played together. I've played some Halo with friends before, but I I haven't really ventured into Halo worlds yet, and especially not together. Yeah, it's on the list. We'll have yeah, to eventually. We have such a long <laughs> list. Um, I played Halo One and Two a ton on the original Xbox. That was so Halo Two. Uh, that was like we would have Halo parties, all my friends, and connect the xboxes and just have these big competitions that was a big deal for me in like middle school high school i guess and uh but i didn't really keep up with halo after that i went i later went back and played those ones but um those first two were a huge deal for me when i was a kid and the co-op too yeah the the did you do the the campaign co-op yep yeah on the first one specifically i remember i had did you ever have Xbox Magazine? No. no. You know anything about that? Well, so when the original Xbox was out, they had Xbox Magazine, and they came with a demo disc in each one. And then, uh, so it'd have, like, previews and demos of games. And I just remember there was a demo for the first Halo. It was just one level. I forget what the level's called, but anyway, I played that demo over and over, and I memorized it. So then when I finally got the full game, I just remember my friend and I, we kind of like slowly made our way through it. Then we got to that level that we played a million times and we just cruised through it like perfectly and then <laughs> progressed through the rest of the game after that. But we just played that so many times. So I'm going to move on to the next comment on our on this poll. And it is from Roy Ryan. Roy says, unbelievably, yes, saying that he has played a game. Recently, the company I work for announced they are creating an esports team. So in one of their offices, they've created an esports arena. I went to check it out, and wouldn't you know, there's a bunch of guys there about to start playing some Super Smash Bros. It was awesome. First time playing with real people in years. So there you go. Smash Boy, still bringing people together, Living Daniel. the dream, buddy. 
yeah. Dang. His company making an esports team. Like, I mean, you guys know I work in a school and I'm actually one of our esports coaches, but I don't get to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I know. I mean, I get to play. You do get to play. You I, play, I play the kids. The I do play the kids, like, but no, I don't get to play in the matches, is what I mean. I'm living no, completely vicariously through them. <laughs> and if I can brag for a moment, which I will. Um, our our Mario Kart team uh, got eighth in the entire East Coast last oh. year, uh, and that was the first year that Georgia had Mario Kart as, or maybe first year they were allowed to do Mario Kart. Period. It was um, the first year, yeah, because they just yeah. they just introduced it. Nintendo just let it be part of the what's the program? Uh, GHSA. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe uh, well, there's two like governing bodies for us. There's GHSA, which handles like all the Georgia school sports. Uh, and then there's Play VS, which is what Play the VS, esports that's the runs one through. That, uh, yeah, Mario Kart just got added into Play VS. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, it just got added this past, you know, this most recent season. Yeah. So they got they got eighth in the East Coast. We had our Splatoon team. I think maybe got put out in first round of the playoffs. Uh, Smash got 16, top 16 in the state, and Rocket League got um, second in the state for like the second time in a row. The, those guys are amazing. Awesome. Humble brag. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um yeah. So uh Daniel, you know this last comment? Absolutely. So this we is my, have this uh, is my favorite one. Yeah, this is uh Shadows, and I'm gonna assume this is Roman numerals, but I'm sorry, buddy, I ain't got you on this. Uh Shadows D C L X V I uh said, I haven't, and now I feel sad. Thanks. And we just want you to know, Shadows, that you're welcome. Uh, yeah. There's still time. There's still time. You got half a year left. Track somebody down and play a local co-op game. Yeah. The year is young, buddy. Finally, let's, the last thing we always like to do is talk about what games we've been playing this past week and kind of, you know, talk about how we're enjoying them or whatever. So what games you guys been playing this week? Well, we've been, we just, we're almost finished playing Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, like uh, oh, cool. retro inspired. Okay, you know art game. Yeah, mm-hmm. retro inspired art game. That's, exactly, that's what we're working on. For the video, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this is the story. Him sharing his experience dealing with fighting cancer through a really amazing art style pixel art game, and um, yeah, so that's what we're playing right now. We're playing that. Uh, every week we play Mario 3D World with <laughs> with our kids. With our kids, uh, we have well two four-year-olds now yeah and uh two girls and my daughter specifically um she's always um she's just obsessed with mario right now Mm -hmm. and she always wants to play she just wants to play mario 3d world constantly so we are pretty sick of that game but we play it every (laughs) week (laughs) we've almost gathered all the stars yeah nice Uh, i personally love 3d world I love that. I, I mean, if yeah. I was play, if I had to play every week, I'd probably get tired of it. But I love yeah. the I love the co op in that game because it's just so even. You know, you have different characters that do different things, but like everyone has, uh, you know, the same objective. And I love that it's like this perfect combination of being cooperative, but also has that little bit of competitiveness where it ranks up your points at the end, and it just like you know, yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. I I mean, we love the game, but. Playing it with a four-year-old, it's not fun. I wanna, <laughs> Let's just put it that I way. I want to describe this to you. So when you have two four-year-olds 
playing characters. So there's, you know, the four of you in there and it's wild and crazy and they're just jumping around. So they, they hit you with their heads and then they fling you off and you die. So pretty much it just, or they don't know how to jump over some stuff. So it's just like, they're constantly dying. Right. And you're trying to keep going to the goal, but they lose all of the lives. And so there's a zero on the screen and you're like, we, if we die now we're out and it's, it's like chaos. We're going to share sometime our footage of Mario 3D World playing with two kids. It's in, like, I cannot describe the chaos to you. We're just jumping around, and, falling off the side. And the camera gets really... <laughs> oh, yeah. The camera gets really confused. So, like, we'll yeah. be moving forward, and then it'll just, for some reason, follow one back... One of the kids. One yeah. of the kids. Yeah. And then we get put into a bubble, and the kids die, and then we lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens, like, every day. It's really stressful, to be honest. <laughs> Not fun at all. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a very different experience for um, us. It may not but, be fun to do, but I bet it'd be fun to watch. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we'll share it sometime. Um, we recorded some. We played some other games, too. Eternal Castle. Have you heard of that? I haven't. It's a really cool game. That's It's really like, unique. Um, it's supposed to look like an 8-bit computer. I don't mm. even know what computer it's trying to look like. Not Commodore 64, but something around that time. And... Uh, it's just very simplistic art style yeah. and visuals, but it's great. Um, like a very dark, interesting storyline, and yeah, just I w- we'll show the footage. It's a, it'll be in the art in the art video, so you can see it. It's so good. It's really unique. Those are the main ones, but yeah, we've been what games have you guys been playing? Daniel, you want to go first? Uh, sure, man. I mean, since twisted my arm, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I actually just finished another battle in Triangle Strategy. So I'm getting getting close-ish uh, to the end of that game. Been working on that one a while, but now that I'm about to have more free oh, time, I'm about to power through right. it. That's like the Octopath Traveler uh, sequel or spinoff, or is that what it is? It's from Square, you know, like Octopath, and it's in that same, I think they call it HG, HD2D art style. Right. It's in their um, same engine. Yeah. yeah, but it's not it's, it's not a sequel. Engine. It's it, an Octopath was like a more traditional um JRPG, you know, turn-based like the old Final Fantasies and things like that. This is a top-down strategy RPG. So more oh, akin okay. to Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem yeah. or something like that. Tactics Ogre. I've heard a lot of people compare it to that. Nice. Uh so I'm playing that and it's great. It's just taken me a, a minute to get through. Um, yeah. I'm also consistently playing Super Smash Brothers, as we touched on. <laughs> nice. Um, I even brought that. We had our last two days of school with kids uh, this week, and the last two days were final exams. So it was like, you do your finals for the first half of the day, and the last half of the day, it's pretty chill. So I brought my Switch and just whooped up on kids uh, in Smash all day. So that was a good time. Good time um, yeah. Still playing through X4, like I mentioned. Um Never played that one before. I played X 1, 2, and 3 at least in some capacity before, but never 4, so that's fun. And um, let's see. Besides that, it might just be Sea of Thieves, which we're always playing. Oh, and you started playing Odyssey, remember? Oh, yes. I am doing the co-op playthrough of Odyssey with Kim. That is true. Uh, We've only been able to do that once, but we're looking forward to doing it again. And in fact, she actually, I convinced her to buy a Switch, so... uh, Oh, Pretty excited about that. And she even got the OLED, so I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, cool. I haven't seen that in person yet. Is it, it awesome? It's super <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 really great. We Daniel, both Daniel and I took advantage of the um, GameStop trade-in program because they would. Uh, gosh, they gave us Daniel. Do you remember the number of how much <laughs> they gave us for our old switches? Was well, it like two hundred dollars? It was like two or yeah, it was about two hundred bucks, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, I actually didn't take advantage of that. If you remember, I actually oh, sold you're it. Right, you sold it to someone else. I sold it to a teacher whose uh, son needed a switch, so I sold it to her at bro price. So. You know, and I realized it wasn't two; it was two fifty. Because yeah. I remember they gave me two fifty for my old Switch. Because I remember it cost me exactly one hundred dollars to upgrade to the OLED. Which wow, that's nice. That's a steal. Yeah. 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 And here's another thing that GameStop doesn't tell you: they, you know, you get the points for when you buy stuff. You get like a point per dollar or something. I don't know. Um, when you trade something in, they give you the points for your trade in, which doesn't make any sense, but they do. So you, yeah. I got like, you get like double points cause you buy the OLED and then you trade the other end. So you get points for both those. It's crazy. Oh yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. What a great deal. Right. The only thing is I'm sad. I uh, got rid of my original switch, but, um, the OLED's so nice. I'm not going to miss the other one too much, but I would like to have the collection. You know, I'm, I'm I, sad to not have mine anymore because I would, I would have loved to like try to mod it and like jailbreak uh, that bad boy. You know, I know being able to play anything handheld. It's a great opportunity. <laughs> well, games so I'm playing, playing right now is yeah. You're you're about to hit me up, Daniel. Um, I'm uh, currently playing. Um, I'm I'm really really deep into Death Stranding right now. Um, yeah. So I'm giving that one a go. Um, that is such a. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week on the uh, podcast that it's so different. You know, that's what's really nice about it. It's very refreshing because the game is so very different than any game I've ever played before. So even though I, I, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not done with it yet and I really haven't fully formed my opinions on it. But, you know, even if it doesn't go down as being like the best game I've ever played or anything, it still will be, it's so unique that it's just so refreshing to play something different. So I'm doing that. And then... um, I'm playing uh, Vader Immortal on VR right now. I'm playing that on PSVR. So I like I try to keep a VR game going at all times. Like one, you know, I, I, if not all the time, I sprinkle them in pretty often. Uh, nice. Really into VR stuff. So that's my VR game right now. And then uh, let me think what else. Other than that, um, I think I finished. I finished a game this week because I, I don't remember what it was. Um well, it doesn't really matter. But co-op wise, my wife and I, we always play a game every night before we go to bed. We sit down for about an hour and we play games together. And the one we've been playing for the last many weeks, if not now many months, is Stardew Valley. So we've been playing Stardew Valley in co-op. And that is That's awesome. Have you guys tried that one in co-op yet? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Just a very little amount, but yeah. it's just like we have so many games we're trying to get through. And that one's endless. There's no end to it. You know, there's like, because there's no like set, you know, path you got to take and things you got to get done. It's just very open ended. It, you could literally play it forever. And I guess like, we're eventually going to have to be like, okay, I guess we're done now. But (laughs) so far we haven't gotten tired of it yet. And we're probably, yeah, we've been playing it for, now that I think about it, we had to have to have been playing it for months because I want to say we're, you know, at least like probably at least 30 hours into it. So at least a month we've been playing it. Have you really? I, I feel like it hasn't been that long since you started Stardew with, with Catherine. No, it's been a while, man. Time flies. Yeah, it does. Well, 
guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I, I, I really enjoyed talking to you guys and, uh, you know, I'm sure, I, I'm sure our audience will love your stuff. Uh, and we'll, again, before we go, let people know where they can find your stuff. Yes. Uh, you could find us on YouTube as Classic Co-op. We also have a gameplay channel called Classic Co-op Gameplay. And the purpose of that, well, it's mostly so I can just archive the gameplay footage for my website. But also, I have it in the description written that uh, it's all, people can use that footage for whatever they want for their videos or website or whatever. I don't care. And you don't have to give me credit. It's just available for anybody if you want it. And um, our website, classiccoop.com, it's outdated. I need to update it. And uh, that's about it. Yep. Um, we'll I, make sure to provide links to yes. all your stuff in, in whatever videos we post. Cool. Um, real quick, I wanted to mention there's a handful of other co-op channels that are smaller that I do. Uh, we're in a community that we talk to. And um, if you like our channel, you would love their channels. There's this channel called Quack Duck. They're smaller. They're another couple. They just do really good in-depth reviews, and they're always co-op, mostly indie games. There's a channel called um, Co-op Company. They're a young couple with a lot of energy, and they do really great videos. They mostly talk about like really family-friendly co-op games. We Heart Co-op, they're the ones that are most similar to us, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. And they're another couple. And uh, there's a guy from UK called Couch Coop. He's great. He's been going around for a long time. And one more that I'm trying to remember is uh oh the co-op bros they they're like a bigger channel but like they they talk about um all sorts of co-op games not just local stuff but they're they're great too those are all our buddies that we talk to in a community so just wanted to give them a shout out if you like our channel check them out too yeah very cool awesome. yeah cool all right well um we don't have to get off the call right now but i think we're gonna end the podcast so uh until next time guys i'm randy and I'm Daniel. And you guys are classic co-op. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure. I, I was like, I'm going to serve it up. See if they take the bait. <laughs> We're classic co-op. One, two. We're, We're classic, classic co-op. Co there you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and until next time, guys. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us.